five, seven years ago. Oh, well, yeah, if you're going to talk ancient history, yeah, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, you know what? I don't have to ride a horse to work anymore either, dude. <laughs> Look at this guy. Five, seven years ago? Five, seven years yeah, ago, it, dude. It technology, man, that's like ancient history, bro. <laughs> ancient history. Are you using your phone from five years yeah, ago? Yeah, pretty much. Practically, yes. You are not. Practically, man. That like, phone's five years old. Not five, but, it, you know, it's not far from it. Oh, damn. Yeah, so All right, well, I keep my that, stuff for a long time when that, it works. That, that's awkward. Yeah. Hey, you guys, what's up? You're tuned in to Cast Crit Life with Mike and Leo. And, yep, we're babbling again. <laughs> Dude, that don't make no sense, man. <laughs> Why you got to hang on to a phone that long? It works. It does everything I need it to do. I don't need the latest and greatest. You, you don't have the latest software, though. Hey, you see my cars. They're not the latest and greatest. You have a nice Tacoma. It's not old. It's coming up on five years old, bro. Yeah, but it's a Tacoma. Uh, but you don't my get other rid of a Tacoma my, in like my two other years. car, my other car is nine years old, and my other car is twenty-two. That's true. It's twenty-two years old. That that is very true. So hey, if it works. Yeah. No. No. I got you. I got you. <laughs> There's no need to. I, I, I have the latest and greatest. I ain't gonna say shit because my car's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So um, we already did did the pour. But we've been holding off on tasting it because it's a blind taste. Mine's diluted. Yep. It's a blind taste. Um, it's clear colored. And um, I have the bottle covered for now because um, I wanted to see what he's he trying to hide it from me. Yep. I'm trying to hide it from him. Yeah. Leo took some old socks and he put it over the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it, whatever works, man. I was going to paper mache those, it. Those aren't nine years old, are they? Hey, <laughs> they might be. <laughs> they might be. They look a little I was going to paper mache it, but I didn't have that kind of time. Oh, paper mache? What the hell is paper mache? <laughs> it's from back, something from back in elementary school. Do you used to do arts and crafts at elementary school? I remember construction paper. Is hey, that the same thing? It it was that tissue paper that you used to put starch. You used to make like a starch thing and then... And then do we have different childhoods? Yeah, apparently so. Apparently. Anyways, Wait, let's did drink. did we go to the same place? <laughs> Salud, brother. Salud. <laughs> paper mache, my lord. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, so you are you had already called it ahead of time of as to what it was. It is mescal. Mm, this is reminding me of a of a of a bottle that we had before. Have we had this before? We have not had this before. Okay, so for me, on on the pal on the on the front end on the front end, very smoky. Well, yes, r- roast roasty smoky. <clears throat> um. Hmm. I I get a lot of uh, roasted agave flavor in this, not a lot of sweetness. I get a little bit of sweetness. Um, on the back end, it closes sweet. This is what it doesn't have on the back end. It's no bite. It's really smooth on the back end. It, um, but not flat. It doesn't fall off. It just there's a sweetness that I'm still getting in my palate, hmm. and it kind of lingers. Um, and then on the front on the front end, it's got. It's got a, it's got a little bit of a bite on spirit, which it should have from mezcal, mm-hmm. and then I'm not getting roasted. I'm just getting that that typical mezcal, like peppery, um, spirit forward kind of uh, experience. But what I like about it is it's stro- it, it comes in strong, mm-hmm. and then it really balanced, smooths all the way out uh, until it leaves. That's really nice. I like it. For me, it's not the kind that i prefer mm, but it's different 
it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. You're right. It doesn't fall off. Um, I would prefer just a tad bit more sweetness. I'm not getting a lot of sweetness. Mm. I'm getting a lot of uh, smoky roasted agave flavor. I'm getting a lot of herbal notes. Um, You're right. That's there. I, I wasn't able to articulate yeah, what it was. I'm it's getting, herbal. It's like a plant herbal note that's consistent through and through. Like on the finish, all I get is herbalness. It's like that. It's like that lotion I use when I got a rash. <laughs> And I just I had to taste it. Come I on, did. dude. It just looked weird. <laughs> the color just intrigued me. I was me. just like, herbal dot. Yeah, it was herbal. <laughs> so Rash so, went away, FYI. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, we, we know. We know it's mescal. Oh, Leo's taking off his socks now. I'm taking off the sock off the bottle here because that's how I do. Damn, man. You got right? a big ass hole in that sock, bro. Don't I? Okay. That's big. So, this is a mescal called... Los Javis, J-A-V-I-S, Los Javis. Not sure I've seen that before. I have. I've debated buying it for a while because Trader Joe's carried it for a bit. Okay. By the time I went to pull the trigger, it was off the shelves. It was gone. Mm. Um, it's a- uh, Where'd you find this one? The type, I'll give. You, I'll tell you in a second. The type of um, agave it's from, it's a uh, espadín, which is the kind that I like. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, I remember that you. Yeah. The the bottles that you've brought around that are espadine, those are good. Yeah, those are those are the ones that the espadine is the kind that I like. So this is a um. The where is the proof? It's uh, only at eighty three, eighty three proof. So it's not a very high alcohol. No. But I can't imagine it being too much higher. I think it would ki- it would kill the flavor. I, I think it's good. Man. I think it's. I think it's a nice bottle. I actually would buy that again. I believe well, it. Won. I didn't buy it the first time, but I buy it now. <laughs> now that you know, now that I know, you're like, I, I would buy that, dude. I that's would have a, that's a good one. I would have somebody buy it for me. <laughs> no, that, that I like it. I, I but, do like uh, it. You know, that's a great one. So what I, I'll have sometimes, if it's you know really hot and it's a little earlier in the day, and you want to just have something light, if you're having like a like a lunch or a brunch or something like that, mm-hmm. and you're on vacation, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of like you know añejo tequila. Yeah, but this would go really nicely. Okay, on okay. A, on a light, you know, on a nice hot summer day. Not a not a bad summer day, hot summer day. Only a, a nice hot summer day. Yeah, what 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 does hot and bad have anything? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about like a hot summer day, dude. Yeah, no, you know what? Um, and I'm having it neat. You're having it on the rock. Yeah, we're on the rocks. So we'll change the profile a little bit. I wish it had just a tiny bit more sweetness. I think it would round it out well for me. Yeah, I don't like the sweetness. And and so that's why I was. I was wondering what he would think of it. Mm-hmm. Once I tasted it, I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's going to like it and I'm not. Mm. You know? And it kind of mm-hmm. leaned that way more, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, we don't love it, but you liked it. It's up your alley. No, I, I, would, I would say I like it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was like, no, it's good. I, you know, it's all right. I actually like it. I, I do. What does this thing roll in at? Is it a reasonable price? Uh, $5. Oh, that's pretty good. In pesos? <laughs> was it in pesos? <laughs> Did, five did you go over the border? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it cost. That's what it cost me for the just cinco pesos. That's it. In the that's a uh, hell of a deal. I didn't know Trader Joe's took pesos. Uh, they do. They do. Oh. That's that's why they're called Trader. Oh, so wait a minute. Did you already say? Because you know I don't listen to you. <laughs> did you already tell me where you bought it? Uh, not yet. No. So I ended up finding it at Bebmo. Really? Yeah, and there ain't a damn chance you spent five pesos in Bevmo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get toothpicks <laughs> for olives yeah. in a martini. 
for five dollars. For five dollars. For it, five pesos. It retails for um thirty five bucks. That's solid. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, that's good. That's that's about how much you you should be paying for a decent mezcal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, obviously you could pay a lot more than that, but As, yeah. You yeah, but for to, it, yeah. yeah. And then you could pay a lot less. But thirty five is right in the right in the kitchen. Yeah. It's right in the middle. It's right in there, man. Right in the middle. Right in there, man. Oh, so, that was a good pick, man. Yeah. That was a good pick. Thank you. Well done, man. See, you're useful. <laughs> so when I was <laughs> when I was looking for something to buy, I uh you know, I'm looking through the shelves and I'm reading and this and that. And then I see bottles to the left and to the right and there's one slot that's missing and i'm like what is that but it was all the way to the bottom and you know my eyesight sucks nowadays mm. and i'm like oh man i was like i read the profile i was like oh oh you know what i should read the profile because i took a picture of it oh you're gonna read it out loud i could i'm gonna read it out loud you just said you were blind dude you ain't gonna be able to read it well oh, wait, I, I had to take a picture of it so, oh, I so you can blow, blow it up, up. <laughs> leo's going 20 time oh my bad on the blow up it retails for 39.99 so it's 40 bucks Oh man! Uh, but it says it, uh, it says it's from a family-owned brand that does its own growing and harvesting. Uh, the aromas, the aromas with notes of orange blossom. I don't see. I don't get that. That's the that's the herbal. Mm, no, nah, well, that's the hold on, hold on. I was just kidding, dude. That's more citrus. Oh, you know what? The citrus. The nose does have like a like a like a floral, like an or like a citrus floral. You know what? It was it was a mistake for me to have the the sphere in here. It's completely screwed. I can't really speak to. Okay. And then it says honeydew, which I don't get. But then it says fresh olives. And then I, I, now that it, now that I read it, I do get olives. Like that. Like that um, I don't like olives. I didn't get olives. So, Thankfully, I didn't get olives. So I think that's where part of the um, the herbalness comes from. Because you know how the uh, olives are. Well, you don't like them, but they're like in a vinegar or some sort of solution that's kind of briny. It's like a brine. So that's what it uh, smells. That's what it tastes like to me. Brine. Okay. All right. But it's funny how you don't think of these things until you read them. Uh, in the taste, uh, you sense uh, hints of anise. Uh, okay. Maybe. Okay. Apple and orange oils. Eh, not really oh, for me. Citrus. With high salinity. What the hell is salinity? Salinity. I'm like a saline. I'm. <laughs> No? Salinity? I don't think it's saline solution. Like a saline solution? Wait, say, say the word again. Salinity. S-A-L-I-N-I-T-Y. Salinity. Dude, our poor listeners are listening. These morons don't know what salinity is. I don't, but I'm just assuming it because it's like saline. It's salty. Uh, let's see. Salinity is concentration of dissolved salt in a given you. volume of water. Thank you very much. Oh, like. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like saline yeah. solution, like, like. No, you're right. No, well, I don't know. Saline solution is not what you guys use for your contacts. Uh, similar, but it's it's it's, it's salty, uh, high salt concentration. Yeah. <laughs> Are you drinking the saline solution like I ate some of the the cream from a rash? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm not drinking the solution, but uh, I did funny. taste it one time. <laughs> I did taste it one time. Anyways, you know what? I forgot about desalinization plants. Yes. Desalinization totally plants. Because we were talking about that all weekend. Okay. Des- yeah. <laughs> sure we were. <laughs> so full of shit, dude. I was not talking about desalinization plants. <laughs> no, but I did hear that today. Desalinization plants. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It was brought up because you know how apparently we're, we're going to start going into a, um, a water conservation program again? Because the West is in a drought. <sighs> 
Dude, I, w- I think I, I caught an article about the West is in a, like a severe drought or some crap like that. So, so yeah, so apparently Lake Mead is like 172, 78. Dude, did you hear about all the bodies? Well, there's been two so far, yes. No, there's more. All two bodies. Well, they expect more. They expect more. You know why? Uh, yeah, I know why. <laughs> I think everybody dude, we knows. we shouldn't be laughing about dead I, bodies it, fighting. Dude, like everybody I've heard talk about them has been laughing and making jokes. Oh, my God, dude. Because they, I saw an article they were talking about. It's because, like, mob time. Oh, dude, it, I'm sure. They were dumping bodies in there. Mob and non-mob. Wow, Guaranteed, man. bro. That's crazy. But I also heard a crazy stat today on a, on a radio show that, and I'm sure... I mean, they're they're pulling the stats, so I'm just repeating what they said. Right, right, right. Apparently, it, I don't know how how far back, but Lake Mead was like rated one of the or the number one. Uh, uh, what do they call that? National park mm-hmm. for people dying. You mean like statistically, people yes. would die at Lake Mead? Yes, but national I- in national parks in the country, and I forget what year the 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 stats were pulled from, but apparently it's because a lot of people drown. So, quote unquote. <laughs> hey, that's what they were asking too. <laughs> wow. So that's I, what they I were think, asking. I think my wife told me about one of the bodies that they found was in a weighted barrel. Yes. Sitting at the bottom of, or sitting well, at a certain point. Yeah, it became exposed. Yeah, it became exposed because of the water level. That's some crazy down. shit. That does not sound like suicide. Oh no! I mean, come on. Barrel. That's crazy, dude. If yeah, if we're talking barrels, and you know, that's obviously that's different, <laughs> but. Um, but anyways, yeah, dude, so because of the water, um, a lack of water, right, of rain, mm-hmm. I should say, mm-hmm. because of a lack of rain in yeah, the California, way down, the lakes are drying up, um, and in L.A., um, they have already said starting June 1st or June 2nd, they're going to uh, mandate only, only watering twice a week. They're going to cut it down to twice a week. And they were saying how San Diego is not there yet because we get our water from different sources. Uh-huh. Not like L.A. One of them being from Arizona, I believe. Another one we have San Diego County specifically has that um, desalinization plant. And that's how I heard that word. Right. Um, so we're not there yet, but it's coming, bro. If we don't get some like major rain soon, it's coming. Dude, I'm looking at this thing called the drought monitor mm-hmm. online right now. Mm-hmm. And it's say and it's showing the different levels of intensity of drought, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the whole western hemisphere of the United States. Mm-hmm. It's not good, man. Oh no, it's it, we're 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 clocking at severe, extreme, and exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking lying, bro. It's right here. Severe, would, extreme, and exceptional. Why would they use the word exceptional? Wow, this is an exceptional drought. It's so exceptionally bad. Right. That's why they're <laughs> That's the it. wrong word for that, man. I don't know. This That's is the a, wrong this word. This is the greatest. Well, this is just what these people came up with. But I mean, clearly, it's a problem. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. Wow. And then you have places that I was reading uh, on a weather app that- um, This isn't going to affect the ability for distillers to get enough water- for their processing. Well, it it could, bro. It that's could. Not, that's not right. Oh, no. <laughs> so so you know the lakes drying up and you know it causing the it causing society or government well local governments to implement you know water restrictions. Mm-hmm. It's gonna affect the the um 
Why? Consumables. Of Cons- course, dude. The consumables, they use water. Water is ubiquitous across humans, across everything that we do. Man. So it could get pretty crazy. And uh, I was telling you that <laughs> I, was, I, re- I read something in Pakistan. They're having glacier lakes that are um, melting at a tremendously fast rate because they're getting unprecedented um, heat waves. Global warming. And it's causing all this water to rush down the, the lakes. I mean, the, the rivers. Yeah. In such a mass volume that uh-huh. it's knocking down, um, it's knocking bridges o- out, it's just taking them out. Dude, so this is a completely different <laughs> podcast for us to have, but do you think global warming is real? I think global warming is real. However, I think that humanity or humans don't contribute as much as it, it makes they make it sound to be. Um. <clears throat> So I've read some of the data on it, mm-hmm. not all of it, because mm-hmm. good lord, there's probably like volumes of data. You don't want to read all of it? No, I don't want to read all of it. I got, I, I gotta, I gotta do Taco Tuesdays. So, I, I, I would agree with you. I think that there's validity that obviously, we're, you know, statistically we're contributing to what it's happening, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of sensationalism yeah, about absolutely. like, oh my god. But some of that doom and gloom stuff you read about, mm-hmm. and then you see things like the descriptions that you're giving about these icebergs and, mm-hmm. and the four, you know the freaking polar bears getting they got to move, man. They're, they're they got to move. move. Yep. Um, and you start to go like, well, shit, dude. If there's a chance they're right, we're we're kind of screwed. So the reason I say that that do I believe in global warming, and I say yes, is because in general, historically, we know that there's been. There's been uh, time periods over thousands and thousands of years where the earth has um, heated up and then it has, mm-hmm. you know, gotten to, you know, extreme cold weathers for long periods of time. Ice age, right? You know, and then it's gotten, you know, warm again and, you know, the geologically, cycles. it's it's all cycles, bro. It's yeah. all cycles. It's so all cycles. there's mini cycles and then there's long term cycles. Yeah, and, but. <clears throat> and so I think we're just in one of those cycles in general. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> but, you know, our technology and the way we live absolutely probably contributes to it speeding up. I think I read somewhere that uh, the ozone layer, remember there was a hole in the ozone layer? Uh, yeah. And because of the pandemic, it, it's kind of healed itself. Mm-hmm. Did so, you read that too? So, sewed back up, yeah. You you did read that. I read about it, yeah. Yeah. That was crazy, right? Because remember how many articles were being written? Like the ozone layer is going to disappear and we're not going to have no more ozone layer. Scare tactics. Yeah. And then ozone and turbo ain't going to be in the movie no more. (laughs) Oh, shit, dude. (laughs) I can't believe you just threw in. You just slipped it in there. Ozone and, and turbo. That was that was pretty smooth. Yeah, I can be credit on that one, dude. And I didn't even I didn't see it coming because you didn't even, dude. You didn't even like. I, I didn't blink, man. I, I I not even a move, man. No, I'm just I was in the zone, dude. You, I like, was in the ozone. You did not skip a beat. Hey, for our listeners who who don't know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. shame on you. Yeah, but for those who d- you know don't know, we are talking about. Tell them, Leo. <laughs> Come I want, on, I want to know that you know. <laughs> oh, I know what. what okay, so tell me. We're we're talking about uh, electric bugaloo. There we go. Mm-hmm. Ozone and turbo, man. That's right. I remember seeing that movie. And then in the was, theater, it was uh, it's, yes. And there was a part two. Of course, there was electric bugaloo part two. Yes, electric bugaloo. Hey, I know you know because everybody, every guy knew. Uh, what was the girl's name? 
I don't remember her name. Oh, dude, you're killing me. I don't. I need. To, I, I don't remember her name, but I remember she had short black hair or dark hair. I I remember the name Special K. Oh, that's right, Special K. Because her name was like Karen or Katie, something, or something, something like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude, elect- that movie was off the hook. It was so great back then, dude. Electric Boogaloo. Have you seen it? So so to 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 clarify, because I knew it was uh, seen it. Again, I haven't seen I it lately. Say. To to um to clarify just a bit, um, Electric Boogaloo was like part of the name. The actual movie name was Breakin'. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was Breakin'. I thought it was Breakin'. I th- I remember Electric Boogaloo, but I, I, but and and Breakin' Breakin' Two was called uh, Breakin' Two Electric Boogaloo. Oh, so the first one was Breakin'. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it was Breakin', and then the second one was Breakin' Electric Boogaloo. Yes, sir. Damn, dude, that's that's that that takes us back, bro. Just a little bit. That's like 13, 14 years old. So that was nineteen eighty four, right? Thirteen, fourteen years old. Yeah, nineteen eighty four is when that came out. I'm just saying that scene with Turbo with the broom, that was off the hook, bro. Dude, that that, that was, was like nice. that was like the Matrix and shit. That was like next when level. Trinity went up and everybody goes, "Whoa!" Yeah, that that was the next level. That was next level, bro. Yeah, because there was no CGI, man. There was no CGI. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it was just fishy wire. So I have a question. You know, when it, when you think of of uh, the moonwalk, everybody thinks of Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Did Michael Jackson come out with that first and make it popular, or did Breakin? I think Breakin did, huh? No, he did. He didn't moonwalk. He he was he was stepping forward. Oh, gliding. he did the reverse moonwalk. <clears throat> he did the sunwalk. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he did the hike. <laughs> Damn, dude. Tangents. Tangents. We're just off on tangents, man. Ozone and turbo. (laughs) Dumbass. Can't believe we got into the 1984 electric bugaloo movie. That's because I I slipped that shit in right there, bro. Yes, you did. (laughs) How's life, man? Life is... Como esta la vida? Life is crazy, dude. Life is crazy. A little bit, right? There's some crazy shit going on in the world. I mean, honestly, if we had a... We had an episode every day, 365. Mm-hmm. Um, we could say that every time lately. Lately, yes. Like, like right? let's just let's just extend it week to week. Week to week, it's crazy. I mean, not so much day to day, because it's it's hard. Okay. Because let me let me tell you why for me. Because day to day, you're living in the day. You're living in the moment. Moment. Mm-hmm. It's more when you reflect back on the week and you're like. Damn, bro! I was this day. I was doing this. This is what you are doing. I know. I'm with you on that. You know. Yep. So I, co- I, I copy that. For me, it tracks like that. Like I take it week by week, and you're like, "Damn, that was a busy week." But it's just, it's just like I don't know, man. There's a, there's a weird vibe. I mean, I mean, how many? I'm sure our listeners can turn on how many TV shows and podcasts and YouTube shows and whatever. And everybody's talk, everybody's saying the same thing. But um, it, every time you look around. I'm amazed how frequently I hear stuff that I'm like, no way. Mm-hmm. If I go back 10 years ago, I don't remember feeling that way. Mm-hmm. If something big happened in the news, it was like it was a really big deal for like the quarter or the month. Yeah. Maybe that was the bubble I was living in. I don't know. But right now, and, and granted, we've talked many times on the, sh- on the show that uh, the stream of data through all our mediums of social media and all that other stuff keeps us crazy informed. Yeah. You know, either whether it's real or not uh, with information. Right. Mm -hmm. So we are being fed pretty, pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. No, but it just seems like 
dude, fucking like every minute, man. Well, there's some crazy, crazy shit going on right off the bat. I mean, there is a sense of, at least for me, and I, I don't know if you're, this is what you're alluding to, but there is a little bit of sense of a doom and gloom in the air. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, right now we already talked about one, and I think we might have mentioned another one, but dude, <clears throat> there's, you know, war in the world that we're kind of like, and have a nexus to right as a, as a, as a as a, another country right. You, are you bothered? Let me just interject real quickly. Mm-hmm. Are you bothered by the how loosely the media throws around World War Three? Oh heck yeah! They fucking throw it around like it's just like oh yeah you know yeah of course it's going to happen. Yeah. Do Do you understand? I mean, like for a moment, consider what that means. That's crazy, man. Th- yeah. Th- there's there's too many terms that are that are thrown around way too loosely nowadays right. that are losing their their yeah. um their power right the meaning the the, the powerful meaning yeah, that it's they used getting to diluted have. it's getting diluted yes yeah. the meaning is getting diluted for sure so you got the war right that the united states is somewhat has a part in you have the um well i think we got a lot of part in we, like, well yeah we're supplying a we lot do. of shit we do uh you got that you got um the freaking stock market i mean whether you're in it or not dude it's a beat it's, whether it's, you're in it or not it affects even the ones that are not in it, because it's going to affect, you know, everything that uh, the fallout. Well, you got inflation. Yeah. You got the market getting its ass handed to. It. I mean, we're 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 in a bear for sure. So so but the uncertainty of like, how low is this going to go? So there's that. Right. <laughs> yep. So there's the, the possible doom and gloom of yep. a recession and all that crap. Yep. And then you have, like I mentioned, the whole water thing. We might, you know, the drought and yep. we might have to, you know, tighten Buckle down and tighten You're up. You're starting to depress me, dude. It's, so it's true. But that's that's yeah. the doom and gloom in the air, right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm just it's constant. Yeah, I'm just touching the surface. I mean, we could probably, you know, pick something out of every aspect of life. So how do we keep moving forward? <laughs> have just, have a I drink just, in your hand. <laughs> I just put you on the spot. You did. You did. So you know what? I'm gonna get more. No, go ahead, bro. So I'll tell you how how people can move, move forward so how you guys can move forward based on my own experience taking a page out of my own you know uh, book life book here is do something physical activity where while you're doing it you can clear your mind okay because mm. while i'm walking the dog and today i did dude today i did a brisk walk like a really brisk walk um got my heart beat up and dude i was thinking about all kinds of stuff but you know what it, i wasn't under pressure i felt yeah, Relax. You, you don't like pressure. Like we've done some competitions where we're gonna do some like. Oh yeah. Wait, you, you don't like that. I, it's not for me. It's not for you. But but I felt good afterwards. I felt mm. like when I came back, I was like, okay, I got a lot of thinking done. Uh, I did some, you know, clarity, mind mm-hmm. clarity, mm-hmm. and I feel a little bit of adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Right when you get back and you're ready, like, okay, I'm ready to go on with my day. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be walking the dog. It could be, a, you know, a walk, it could, whatever. Just something that you can do. And you can clear your mind while you're doing it, right? And it feels good, but it has to be physical. I, I, in my, in my opinion, um, endorphins, brother. It's endorphins, right? Because you could say, well, well, I'll sit down and do a puzzle. So it's like, you know what? If that works for you, but I think the physical activity is what kicks off the endorphins and the adrenaline and that kind of stuff, and that that helps even more. Yeah. Um, and then mind uh, body, mind body. Yep, yep. And then it's not for everybody, but you know, 
whatever your drink of choice is, whether it's a, a, a nice herbal tea that, that you know, that you're going to splurge on, you know, or for us, it could be a whiskey, mm-hmm. mezcal, tequila, a glass of wine, mm-hmm. um, or a, a special a special roast of a certain type of coffee bean, whatever, whatever it is. Right. 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 I think it Kool-Aid. <laughs> Dude. Kool-Aid's good, it, bro. It could be Kool-Aid. Tang. It could be Kool-Aid. But pour it, relax, enjoy it. Enjoy mm. every sip. Mm. Think about what you're, you know, that's be, the part. Be present. Be present in the drink. <laughs> in the <laughs> in, moment. In the moment. <clears throat> and all the, the things that are in that moment, right? Exactly. I'm with you, brother. Yeah. Uh, so, mm. I, I think, you know, I mean, so many people talk about exercise and stuff. And what I think is interesting is, you know, obviously, you know, one of our cast great kid and cat, cat who came was on the show, mm-hmm. um, which we need to get back eventually. Um you know, she. I'm. I'm gonna. She has a real successful business, and uh, in spinning and uh, broadcasting her library of training uh, classes for people. Right? There's another really big company called Peloton that does the exact same thing, mm-hmm. but they do it with like models, and it's like very high end. You know, publicly traded company whose stock is basically been like beat the shit lately uh post pandemic and all that other stuff right right so no disparagement on on peloton but the the reason i'm bringing up the story is the distinction so you're talking about exercising being uh, a really important part of life clearly you know obviously i like i like to work out too um i don't do it as much as i need to uh, but i do like to do it and and i and i make time for it every week whether it's one day or it's more days um but here's the thing. There's so many gurus out there, man. Mm-hmm. So many gurus with a channel and and just freaking like perfectly genetically engineered bodies with like 3% body fat and all this other stuff like that, right? You know, we, we've always professed we're just regular guys, right? We have families. We have careers. We have homes. We have just a very similar experience to what we call uh, being an American citizen as other people anywhere else, right? Right. And what you're saying is you're not trying to profess that you're some sort of guru and that you have all these answers. It's like, you're just a regular guy and this is an important part of your life. You're not doing it to compete in a freaking bodybuilding competition or a figure competition or a strongman competition. You're doing it to be healthy and clear of mind. And I a hundred percent agree with you. And why I mentioned Kat was because her business really prides itself on providing education and and uh training for people who are just regular people man mm-hmm. they're not models mm-hmm. they're not like people you know all different shapes and sizes and i think that one of the things like what you're saying is if we could all just embrace the fact that there are certain things that are important for us to have good body mind spirit right right good body mind spirit not because we want to be the perfect one not because we want to be the model or because we have to be all these other things, we have to look this certain Hollywood way mm-hmm. that we just stay healthy, clear of mind, and positive, then, you know, a lot of things in those tiny individuals and then into groups and into large um, masses of people mm-hmm. can really kind of have a positive and powerful movement forward instead of bitching and complaining about all sorts of stuff. It's so funny, like, when you're raising kids, right? You, you, you hyper-focus on getting them involved, sports, clubs, yeah. homework, family, uh, all these other things. Because what happens to a teenager 
when you don't give them anything to do. Yeah. They they get into all sorts of trouble. That's what you do. Potentially, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you're you're finding you you're just you're bored and you're immediately attracted to the lowest hanging fruit, which is oftentimes not necessarily the best thing for you, right? Right. So if you're not active working out, you're going to go grab cheesecake, right? Mm-hmm. But if you just spent like you said did a brisk walk for an hour or you're running stairs or you're hitting the bag or you're throwing weight around or whatever. And there's a piece of cheesecake in there. I guarantee you, you're going to be less likely to eat it. Right. Or if you do eat it, you already know that you're going to burn it off tomorrow because you're going to do it again or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just a different mindset. Yeah. And I think it's really important. And it, and it isn't because you, we're trying to profess like, you know, you have to achieve some, super high level of fitness and and uh, mind body spirit uh, state uh, even though that would be great but not all of us necessarily uh, find fulfillment in that yeah. but I do think like you're saying that it's critical to everybody it, it really is and and I don't know if it's just because it's getting higher in age or or whatnot but I've realized that my mental wellness is more important than the is a little bit I, I put it a notch above because if if my mental wellness is not good then it, I'm not going to want to work out I'm not going to want to take care of my body but if I focus on the mental wellness it motivates me to to work on my on my physical wellness hmm. and and vice versa they're kind of like they work off of each other as you know and you know our bodies throughout the years have changed we've you know I've hit the weights you know over the years yep. off and on I've yep ran a lot yep. you know, off and on yep but i've realized it's not for me you know being like you know lifting weights and all that kind of stuff i i do it but it, it's not me and so i have to find i have come to find out like what is me then okay well it's just you know just stay you know like uh what do they call it just aerobic mm-hmm. right a mild aerobic the, but, workout. But the, the weights are critical to your bone density, mus, you know, muscle mass loss. So, so I especially have, especially at our age, brother. So I have learned that, and we can, you know, yeah, you could dive into that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah. there is, there is absolutely um, health benefits to that. Yeah, it's just for me, it's like, well, we're sitting here next to a, a machine, right? Yeah, I don't necessarily do free weights, but I'll do a, the machine, the cable, cable machine. Cable machine's awesome. Yeah. So Absolutely for me, awesome. I prefer. It, we're just talking resistance training. We're not talking about you power lifting. So, so I'm glad you. I'm glad you make that yeah. di- distinction. Yeah. Because there is a distinction between, you know, painting a picture of somebody, you know, lifting weights. Yes. And just saying, oh, it's resistance training. You don't have to have weights. You can do cable machine. Well, right? it's still weight. But yeah, but it's just a different form. You you understand it different where like, the layperson may not. You oh, know? copy. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. There's a distinction there. Like, well, I don't, I don't like to do weights. You know, I don't have yeah. to pick up the, you know, things and do the, you know, dumbbell. Yeah. But no, you don't have to. That's one of the reasons I got them uh, the cable it's, machine. It's not a, so for me, my favorite thing, I do love cable. I love cable. But my favorite thing is just plates and a bar. Mm-hmm. I love throwing plates on a bar and throwing them around. I like powerlifting. That's like your deadly. thing. That's my, that's not for everybody, dude. No, it's not for me. Most people are not going to want to, you know, clean and press they're not going to deadlift they're not going to do, they're not going to want to do it. they're not going to want to hit a bag for 10 rounds what you're saying is what's critical mm-hmm. find what it is that motivates you and what gets you up to get it done yeah and do that i'll, t- I'll tell you uh one of the um one of the deterrents like a public service announcement <laughs> <laughs> one of the deterrents for for a lot of people and i just i just realized it right now for me too is um 
even when I used to do, you know, put plates on, you know, on a bar and all that kind of stuff. I, I was never a heavy, <sighs> heavy a weight guy. It was just, Mm-mm. you know, high Mm-mm. reps. Mm-hmm. For me, it was always high reps. And and form. Form. Form is key in high reps. Yeah. yeah, and for me, it was high reps. But anyways, one of the deterrents is in that space at a gym, you get the muscle heads. And it's, it's intimidating. It's different now, bro. It's intimidating. It's well, different now. It depends on the gym that you have access yeah, to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It de- it depends on the gym that you have access, and it's not intimidating. Uh, you're talking about like the big clubs, the big like national gyms, that and or sometimes even just your local gym, right? And I'm not. And, and let you're me. You talking about the free weights area? Yes, the free weights area. Okay, I will it's not a disagree different, with you. If it if it it's a different species, a different kind of yes, people that are there. I agree with you. So for a, for a lot of us. It, it can be discouraging, like, uh, I don't want to go over there. They're, they look like they're busy or, yeah, you know, I'm going to get in their way. You know, I'm got I'm, it. Right. No, I get it. I get it. So. So, you know, they, they get discouraged where whereas, you know, hey, I'm 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 perfectly fine with with the cable right. machine or doing something off to the side, you know, or doing just uh, no. So I'm thinking aerobics and you know, I don't I don't go to one of those big national because I I'm lucky. I have really good friends who have gyms of their own so i have private gyms that i work out at so you're the guy that people are uncomfortable with yeah because i'll <laughs> no i mean if like if i went into a like a like a regular yeah i'm going to the rack uh-huh i'm gonna grab a bar i'm gonna start throwing plates on i'm gonna start throwing the shit around yeah and and i'm like are you done i'm like i'll stand there and i'm like yeah, are you done yet exactly and then i'll just grab it i don't care if the guy's bigger than me or whatever so i i get so that's not my headspace right. my headspace is i like just you know, move. I'm, 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 I'm next. Yeah, I'm next. Um, but I get your headspace mm-hmm. because, yeah, if you're not, if you don't know how to manage all of that shit, yep. right? Yep. Then you're going to be a little bit less likely to walk in there because you're going to be like, you know, weirded out. So you're going to stay on the, on the machines and the cables and stuff like that because mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's a controlled environment. Yeah. Once you're walking around just throwing iron around in three-dimensional space it's not controlled you have to know what you're doing otherwise you could hurt yourself yeah. or drop the shit and hurt somebody else <laughs> i mean i've seen it happen many a time yeah um so i i, I get it yeah, yeah. I, I i do get it but yeah so i don't really experience that because like i said i go to like i'm lucky uh i get to go to private places but uh if if i was going to those places and i have yeah, when you walk in there, there's some huge ass dudes mm-hmm. with like you know six plates on each side mm-hmm. throwing shit around, and yeah, it, it could probably be intimidating. Heck, I've I've been at my you know I'm lucky enough to have a, a, a fitness center as part of our community here, and it's well stocked. You know, it's not big, but it's well stocked. But I've been in there, and not that I was gonna use the free weights I have in the past, but sometimes there'll be you know three or four teenagers all rotating in and you know we're talking mm-hmm. football size mm-hmm. and then they're they're mm-hmm. you know they're just rotating rotating it's like okay you know what am i going to do yeah i'm not going to i won't be using those machines while they're here right so then i'll go find something else to do or i'll just leave right i'll just leave and go right. to i haven't done that in a long time but right. i'm you know just to just to make the point again yeah no and, and another thing is, is if you have like a particular sport like if i walk in someplace and you know I love the heavy bag, mm-hmm. so if I walk in there and start plowing into a heavy bag, either with you know, muay thai kicks or 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 boxing punches or whatever like that, 
that that can also be uncomfortable for for people who are just not they're not used to hitting something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It it can it can bring back uh, childhood trauma. Why, why, why you always got, why you always got to bring up some childhood trauma getting your ass handed to you? You never know, bro. Then all of a sudden, you see them flinching as they're doing the stairmaster. Oh, dude! Speaking of a beaten, mm. what about these fights this weekend? So, did you catch any of them? So, I out of the corner of my eye, I saw the UFC fights. Um, you know, we we don't talk about fights a lot on the show. No, we don't. And I'm not a, as big of a fan as I used to be, but you know. well, but for for our listeners, Leo and I are pretty. We we have been in our day, pretty big fight fans. Yes, we used to get. We used all to the be fights. like we would be texting back and forth, trying to set up times to catch fights. Um, when they used to be more more sparse, you know, I think it was when they used to be a bigger deal. I don't feel like they're that big of a deal anymore because there's like one every weekend. I agree with you. It's different now. What Dana White did with MMA was crazy. I mean, they they literally almost superseded boxing in terms of the pay-per-views, right? Mm -hmm. And in the attraction. So now you've got these two these two channels, right? You you've got the diehard boxing fans, which Dana White is a premier boxing fan first and foremost. Um he cre- you know, he's a businessman. He created a freaking massive company right and and i know there's a lot of haters of dana white but i'm not i think he's a badass uh so and then you've got the ufc right and you got people coming up and coming down and all this other stuff like that but this weekend there was some really cool ass shit in both channels both in boxing and both in the ufc Mm -hmm. and for boxing it was a big night bro oh no doubt it was a big ass night no doubt I mean, holy shit. Did you think that was going to happen? So, um, I suspected it would. I I kind of anticipated Did you seriously? It. Yeah. Because of the weight? Um, because because of the weight potentially. Yes, that had a fact. I think that was a factor. Mm. That 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 would have that outcome and then also I uh I was not familiar with um Bavol. Bavol and so we're talking about the Canelo versus Baval fight. Baval being a Russian. Canelo. Everybody knows, bro. Not everybody. <laughs> and I, I, I was not familiar with Baval. I had not, that I remember, I had not seen him fight. I went ahead and saw some of his fights. I was like, oh, shit, Canelo's in trouble. That's the first thing okay. that I thought. So I never heard of Baval. Okay, I hadn't never either. heard of him. I hadn't either. <clears throat> I saw some of his fights, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Okay, so shit. I never, I never saw any of his fights. I did not see the Can- Canelo and Bavol fight because I was busy that night, and I really wanted to see it, but I didn't get to see it. I didn't see it either. I was what I was watching the Golden State Warriors, uh, playing some b-ball, which they mm-hmm. won, by the way. Go Warriors! Mm-hmm. And so I missed that Can- that fight. I did want to see it. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, given the last few Canelo fights, I wasn't super motivated. Because he dialed them in, mm-hmm. because his opponents just weren't up to snuff. Mm. Um, in my opinion, Canelo, one of the best, one of pound for pound, one of the best fighters. Like, like especially right now, mm-hmm. there is technically so sound, dude. Oh, very so sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, his counter punching capability, his uh, 
his power, his execution on on attacking both the body and the head, uh, moving around the ring, his defense, just a solid all-around boxer, man. He's so great, so, so great. He reminds me of a different vibe of Chavez. Julio yeah. Cesar Chavez. In, in the technicality of, of, of yeah. Yeah, not Chavez. No. Because Chavez is Chavez. He was in his own league. He yeah. was in his own league. Yeah. Um, but in his technical never, approach. Never saw a man that size mm-hmm. literally eviscerate the body like Chavez did. He right. was just a beast. Mm-hmm. But Canelo is just such a technically sound fighter. Um. So I didn't know Bavon. And I frankly wasn't even aware of the big jump in weight he did from 168 to 175. I didn't know that. Now, for some of our listeners who are not fighters, that might not sound like a lot of weight, but it fucking is. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. So what you're commenting to me on about seeing some of his other fights and like, oh shit, Canelo's in trouble, mm-hmm. sounds like that fight, I'm going to watch it once it's available. Um, sounds like that was the problem. He was overpowered and over-controlled with really a sound boxer. Sound boxer. So I, I didn't watch the fight live. I What I did yesterday or the day before is I watched highlights. Okay. And there was just, you know, a few, uh, maybe like a minute or two of certain rounds mm. throughout the fight. Mm. And yes, I think the, the uh, jumped up in weight class was a factor. Yes, Bival's style was a factor, but I think the third factor, mm. and I think it's the most important one, was, in my opinion, Canelo approached Bival the way he's approached everybody else. I agree with you. He, I agree with he you. He came in the same, I'm going to wear this guy down, I'm going to learn him, and then I'm going to wear him down. Which and works like a charm with everybody else. And then I'm, gonna t- and then I'm just going to take him out, right? It never got to that. It never happened because when he started to try to do that, right? He would let him. Hit, he would let Canelo would let would get hit. And I he saw would, him against. I saw highlights and I saw him against ropes. Yeah, taking would, a lot more abuse than he'd ever than taken. he'd ever taken. Right, and he was like, "Come on, get it, get me." And he was doing some good, you know, defensive movement. Yeah. you know, dodging Absolutely. this that every now and then he'd get caught. Absolutely, but he wasn't phased. No, but then he would try to counter right after that. And so he didn't do enough and his punches weren't affecting Bival. And then when he would try to turn it on, Bival would come back and do three, four, five combination punches. Yes. And then it wouldn't give Canelo a chance to like come back. No. So it, he just got outworked. Yeah. And he didn't do an, uh, Canelo and, didn't and Bival, do enough. And Bival's defense was solid, dude. Bival showed good. he's like his shoulder because of his guard mm-hmm. was beat up Yeah, because Canelo wasn't landing headshots. He was landing the shoulder and the arm. Oh, did you see? Did you notice Bavall's left arm? Yeah, it was beat to shit. It was super red. It was. It was all bruised up. It was all bruised up because all, he was blocking his head, dude. Oh well, Canelo was throwing was throwing the the right hook. So you thought it was too wide. They were they were all landing on the on the arm. He wasn't even trying to hit the head. No, I don't know if he was. Expect- I disagree. I don't know if he was expecting Bavall to duck. No, Bavall was using a guard. He was keeping his. Sh- I read an article. Well, I'll, Bavall commented. I'll, I'll have to look at it again. You have to look at it. But Bavall commented that he kept his shoulder. He kept a guard. You know, like um, Mayweather does. Yes. 
the he shoulder was, up. He yeah. was doing the mm-hmm. shoulder up. Mm-hmm. He was covering. Yeah. So he was hiding behind the shoulder. So he took a beating on the shoulder, but Canelo never connected. Never connected. Which is hilarious. Well, not hilarious. Which is interesting because going back to my original comment about Canelo being such a technical fighter, he's an accurate hitter. Mm-hmm. Very accurate. And he couldn't connect. Right. So, yeah. So to wrap it up, he... um. He didn't do enough. He thought he was going to... He used the same approach, and it didn't work. Let's just say that. It didn't work, and he got outboxed. So. Well, this is the last thing that I want to say. Cause, uh, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the caveat in that I'm a Canelo fan. Mm. The hate that has come out against Canelo, mm. saying you got your ass kicked, da-da-da, you're not pound for pound the best fighter, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. He had no reason to have to jump from 168 to 175 Mm -hmm. there was nothing he didn't there's not a chance in the world that he had to do that he was already at 168 pound for pound the best the best he's challenging himself that's what you do when you're a fucking beast absolutely i agree with you that's what you do when you're a beast dude when you don't accept the fact that yes i've already conquered that mountain i gotta go try the other mountain Mm mm-hmm and you know what? He's got nothing to feel dis- bad about showing up at 175 mm-hmm. and losing because he didn't get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. He did not. People are so scared and they 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 want to hate on anybody who takes a risk, who well, tries to 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 do something that is hard and that you could 100% fail at. And instead of celebrating somebody who has absolutely no reason whatsoever to have to do that. He has all the money he needs, all the recognition he needs. He doesn't even almost have anything left to prove. And yet he's still willing to push himself beyond his comfort zone. I think that's something that should be celebrated instead of being pissed all over. And that pisses me off. And, and this takes what your comment takes me back to um, something we've talked about before. And it's social media and it's people saying crap or saying shit uh, behind a, a screen, behind... It's, it's commentators too, bro. It's just a bunch of shit. I mean, I don't have all this, the notations and stuff, but I saw a lot of stuff. No, you know? no, I, I hear... Well, that's fine. Yeah. They, they they can hate, and there's different reasons why, and, and, and that's fine. But I agree with your statement. I agree with you that that's what you do when you're a champion. That's how it used to be. One of the things that turns me off about boxing nowadays, why I'm not such... A follower anymore i'm still a fan yeah um and this exists more in boxing than it does in mma yeah and that's that it's not like it used to be where when you won when you were the champ you would you would box you would fight the next best person all right that that was that was up you wouldn't dodge anybody for the most part i mean there i'm sure there was shit going shenanigans going on back then too but nowadays once you get to the top, a lot of these champs, so-called champs, or the the you know the pound for pound person, they dodge a whole bunch of other people on purpose so they can so they can retain. You know they pick their they pick their fighters, they pick and choose their their fighters. And I hate that. You mm. should fight the best. Mm. You know what? You're the you you're the next best. Okay, I'm fighting you next. You're the next best. Okay, I'm fighting you next. And you're, to your point, Canelo took a took a took a step up, and I was like, okay, I'm moving up. Yeah. I've already conquered this much. I'm moving yeah. up. I'm taking a risk. Yeah. And it did not work out for him. Yeah. And there's a lot of fighters in all sports, in all fighting sports, that right after the fights, they're like, I won. I won. I, 
but then that's they watch normal. That's what I, that's my point. It's normal. It's but normal. then the, you watch the the fight again and you're like, "Oh shit, yeah, you know, I should have exactly. done that. I didn't do that." blah blah exactly. blah. And you get a different perspective once yeah. you watch it and then they change their tune. Yeah. So I can see him saying right after the fight, I thought I won. Yeah. But then he watches later and he's like, ah, shit. Maybe, yeah. You know? Of course. Of course. Because you, know, so. you got to have confidence in what you're doing. Already. You have to be. You have but, to have confidence. But wow. Big time upset in boxing. Huge upset in boxing. So that'll be interesting to see how that thing plays out. Yeah. Uh, and, and then to 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 close it off uh, on the MMA side, mm. um, the big highlight, at least for me, I don't know if it was because I don't do social media. On social media was um, the uh, Chandler and Ferguson. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! I'm right? sorry. That's literally what I was going to talk about. I was at a bar. I was at a bar. Like I said, I was kind of Did watching you see that it? out of the corner of my eye. I watched it live. Yeah, because oh, I, I, I was trying to have a I conversation. Saw, I, saw it after. I was trying to have a conversation, and they had the fights on, and so I'm kind of looking, 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 and I look up just in time, and I see that kick, that front kick, and I'm like. Holy crap! And I and I told the person that we were. I was like, I've never seen Ferguson get beat up like like KO'd like he just did right now. Like Ferguson is a badass. Okay, so I'm I'm fucked. <laughs> okay, so now switching gears. Uh-huh. We were talking boxing, sweet science, calculated boxers. UFC is like a whole different animal, man. It's a whole different animal. The way they run that thing. Compared to boxing and everything, it's just completely, completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got all these people now with like, you know, uh, they lose forever and then they get title fights and stuff. It's just like all over the place, right? So that's why you and I don't watch UFC as much as we used to, right? We used to watch it a lot. Yeah, but but yeah, to my point from boxing, it's yeah, just, it's you're not just, fighting the best anymore. You're not fighting, so you're just, it, it's like almost like a... Like a like a hybrid WWE thing, right? Whatever's going to get the most hype, get the most pay per views. Mm-hmm. It's not about the best fighter; mm-hmm. it's about the best most pay per views, right? So anyway, aside from that, so I I heard and I and then I saw and I didn't get to watch the fight, um, about and I saw the kick. Okay, <laughs> let's be honest, bro. Okay, <laughs> let's just let's just put this shit on the table. Mm-hmm. Any other human gets kicked in the chin. Like that shatters their jaw. Mm-hmm. Talk about the fucking chin on Ferguson, brother! Holy shit, dude! How is he still alive? That was a clean. I mean, absolute. If you look at the image, he's got his big toe curled back. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but the ball of his foot. Mm-hmm. Clean on the chin, bro. Like an uppercut, up up Straight, underneath the chin. It's exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's a like complete. I mean. Tyson Fury just knocked the shit out of somebody with an uppercut. Mm-hmm. And I'll guarantee you it wasn't like the kick. That I saw Fer- that. I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like the fucking kick that Ferguson just took from Ch- from Chandler. Uh-huh. It's not. I mean, Chandler can kick. Oh, yeah. And that front kick is brutal, dude. I've never and seen a br- front kick like that. Never. Did you see the images of the skin pulling away no. from... Okay, so there's no. <laughs> there's images if you want to look at it. I don't need to look at that, dude. <laughs> there's images of the the counter. Uh-huh. So the skull is in a static position mm-hmm. as the foot, the ball of the yeah. foot, makes impact. Yeah. And then the inertia drives the skin of the skull down. Down as the skull. Ferguson went from whatever age he is now mm-hmm. to like eighty. Mm-hmm. It was so powerful, dude. And Ferguson is like. 
Dude, he's a beast, Dude, man. He's a beast. I've seen him get beat up, and he never he never got KO'd. He never he he's just after. And what I loved, this is one thing I will say about the UFC. This is one thing I will say. And Tyson Fury does this. He he's respectful of his fighters that he fights. Afterwards, Chandler and Ferguson, nothing but mad props to each other. Right. Nothing but respect mm-hmm. for for standing in the octagon toe to toe, and do and doing it. I thought that was badass, dude. Yeah. No, I. that's the way it should be. And for the most part, it is. Every now and then you get some, you know, crazy weird animosity or, you know. Well, I'll take it a step disrespect. further. That's the way fucking people should be when they disagree verbally. We don't have to get into, like, fights, physical fights. No. But if you disagree and you, you, get, you take it on the chin, bro, you take a Chandler kick to the chin, mm-hmm. right? You still be able to respect the other person and say, you know what, I get it. Yep, I get it. I, I, I didn't cover. You, you got, you got through. I realized I was wrong. I made a mistake. And then mad respect either way, and you move on. People don't do that. A lot of people don't do that. I should say, not everybody, um, but a lot of people don't do that. It's not a way of. It's not a way of life anymore. No, you just gotta hate. Yeah, you gotta hate, which is unfortunate because that's one of the things that's wrong with the world these days well i think that's what's tearing it up yeah i think that's what's tearing it up so speaking of tearing it up i don't know if it's just me but i get the i get the strong sense and impression from what's going on in the world and the things i see of different stories in the world in society that there's almost like a force out there that is trying to tear us up, that is purposely creating chaos. Here comes comes the conspiracy (laughs) theories. It it only took, I don't even know how much time it is, but it only took a little while. (laughs) It took an hour, bro. It took an hour. It it just feels like there's forces at work that are trying to tear us apart. Illuminati? and, And make us fight with each other so that, you know, we're in constant chaos. You're talking about the Illuminati. I am not. I'm just talking in general, bro. I just saw a, a Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and there's an Illuminati in there. The new one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, dude. I mean, that's not this. That's not this show. But I find that stuff intriguing. And, I'm aware. Uh, and <laughs> why you look at me like that, dude? <laughs> I just said I'm aware. <laughs> I don't I don't usually bring it up unless you do. <laughs> so you really think that there's a possibility because that's what you're inferring. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that there's a puppeteer. Not just one. A whole a whole okay, let's just say a whole gr- a, a puppeteer brand a puppeteer um entity. Yes. Yeah, there's a brand of an entity, you call it Illuminati. I don't know if it's Illuminati. I don't know what I, it is. Okay, I'm just saying that because I just saw Doctor Strange. Mm. But there is an entity, to your words, mm-hmm. that is puppeteering. Yeah, and and for me right now, probably the most uh, reasonable theory is not so much the Illuminati and this and that, whatever, but it goes with the whole chaos thing, whatever, is that there are... Those in the world, an organization, an entity that uh, want to break down all the um, all the barriers in the world to eventually have one world order. Oh, that one's been floating around for a while. Oh, 
yeah, it has been. But that to me, that's the one that makes the more the most sense, reasonable sense, right? Because it's already been speculated in in countless movies. There's already been movies where where it's you know it's a world order and you know they control the world. There's no more countries. All I mean, look what look at all the things that happen in the world, and then people flee countries and end up in other countries, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're basically dispersing uh, whole cultures and race and races and ethnicities that have been in one geographical place in the world for a long time, and all of a sudden war or or famine disaster natural disaster happens boom they get dispersed and now they're going here they're going there and next thing you know everybody's going to be everywhere nobody belongs to one place we're all just citizens of the world that's to me is the most believable thing or purpose you're talking about chaos theory i don't know what chaos theory is i'm just telling you what i perceive it as and if there was, if there's already a theory out there, yeah. then it might match up. It might line up. So did you ever see Jurassic Park? Yeah. Do you remember the first Jurassic Park? Uh, not necessarily, but I have seen all the movies. I just oh, can't remember what, exactly. I, I could look up the name of the, the character. All I know is that in one of those, there was one redhead that in one of those Jurassic Park movies, right? <laughs> Why you got to just say a redhead? <laughs> <laughs> there was a redhead in one of those movies. <laughs> I was more fascinated with the redhead yeah, than I was the dinosaur. Apparently. Dinos- I'm I was like, why the- are you going straight to a redhead, dude? And not the dinosaurs. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So in one of the Jurassic Park movies, there's a, there's a redhead. Okay, I mean, so, there's a chaos Okay, theory? so here, stay with me here. So we're in Jurassic Park, the first one, not like the 18th one that's coming out right now. Okay. Um. So the very first one, there is a character called Ian Malcolm, uh, McCallum. Ian McCallum. Ian. He's the he was all dressed an actor. Yes. He was all dressed in black. Okay. I forget the name of the actor. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, it's okay. Ian McCallum is the fictitious character name. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Yes. He plays Ian McCallum in Jurassic Park. Dr. Ian McCallum. Malcolm. Malcolm. Excuse me. Not McCallum. Oh, now we switch it up yeah, to yeah, Malcolm. I apologize. Um, so do- Dr. Ian Malcolm. Mm-hmm. From the the first Jurassic Park mm. was a mathematician that spoke to the theory of chaos. Okay. Okay. And chaos theory basically is like a scientific theory that uses mathematics to focus on underlying patterns that have deterministic laws. Oh, yeah. Specializes in chaos theory. So it's like entropy. So what it basically means is that based on initial like specific conditions then completely random states of disorder and irregularities can lead to very specific outcomes yeah right mhm he talks about it in the movie okay i don't remember so, so what you're suggesting with this puppeteer and all this other stuff like that seems why do you like the word puppets puppeteers because, because puppeteer means like i own you man mm. i got strings on you and whatever you do only happens because i I chose to move you in that way. That makes me uncomfortable, bro. Yeah, I know. That's what it's supposed to. <laughs> it's it's your story. I'm the, just labeling it. The word, the use of the word puppeteer yes, by you yes. just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. I know it does. I know it does. <laughs> um, but the point that I'm making is, is that under chaos theory, there's this kind of like devolvement that occurs in entropy, hmm. right? Hmm. And because of that, all these random events have a, 
just kind of like a random way. What appears to be a random what way. Ap- thank you. Mm-hmm. What appears to be a random way mm-hmm. of leading you down the path to chaos. Yep. Which is, quote unquote, entropy, which is a law of the universe right now, right? So I'm wondering if the true puppeteer here mm-hmm. is mathematics. You know, I'm always going to take it to probability. So I have no doubt that mathematics is part of the equation. Mm. No doubt. Mm. Okay, because because math and science is the lays down the laws and you know principles and all that of of, of the of the it's universe. The rules. Yeah, it's the rules of the universe. It's the rules. But but yeah, I have no doubt that that's used. But yes, you are absolutely right. Maybe. But the, but isn't that uncomfortable? Now yeah. I'm feeling uncomfortable, like you said about the puppeteer thing. <laughs> so because now I'm feeling like, well, then there's no choice. So I'll take I'll take, I will take. One of your favorite, well, you have a lot of favorite movies and interests, I know, but you know, Matrix, The oh, Matrix. Fucking love that movie, right? Singularity. You know that movie well, is based on the book Singularity. I, I didn't remember that, and I'll have to check that out it's, another time. But you it's know, a good book. So it, it's 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 a thick read. But there's a lot of movies like The Matrix and a whole bunch of other stuff. But that, to me, is basically letting us know, hey. Dude, this is what's happening. Mm. But we choose to ignore it, right? Mm. Because we live, we have enough to worry about, mm. right? We have our lives to live, Technically, right? Yeah. And we're dealing with this and dealing with that. Right. But things keep happening that keep dispersing people out of their native geographical regions. And everything, everybody gets keeps getting pushed. Eventually, I think we'll get to a point where it's going to become two or three powers in the world and then those two or three powers in the world will end up being just one and it's not going to happen in our lifetime okay it's not going to happen maybe in our kids lifetime but i think i i disagree i think that's fine and that's fine but i think the the constant chaos is is a um uh, a scripted chaos it's a scripted chaos that eventually is going to lead to a purpose hopefully but this, no, not hopefully. This, this is this is what I think. I think humans are highly emotional, marginally logical, and given their highly emotional state and poorly executed logic, that any confidence in any one group of other humans having the answers that are so unequivocally true that they would follow for multi-generations is been proven to not be possible so you you just lost 90 percent of our listeners no i did not dude i have no idea what you just said dude because you, you, you have to listen to it again okay i'll listen to it and i will not edit that out because you just said a lot i have no idea what you said <laughs> and i'm not even drunk okay but you had to go there I Why do you there? have to go there? Because that's Why can't my brand you just is. talk in plain because English? Because it's both our shows, and you get to talk about puppeteers, <laughs> and I get to talk about the shit that comes into my brain. And that's what happened and right now. And that's what happened. And that's what happened right now. Humans innately have a fallibility. I don't even know if that's fallibility. a Why do you got to use five-syllable because words? Because I don't even know if that's a word, bro. I don't yes, know if it's a word. I've heard it many times. Okay, so they have this. That it just innately makes them not want to trust. 
and believe. And, and because of that, who else is there on the planet earth to lead them, but other humans and they will, and all humans are fallible, right? So inevitably what we're seeing, okay, this is an interesting thing. What we're seeing over the last, let's say five years is that all these people that we thought were like on a pedestal, let's call it for lack of a better word, Hmm. are being kicked off of it, right? We're seeing so many of these figures. I mean, think of all the statues that were destroyed and all the history that's being destroyed and all the people that are being uh, canceled and all of these things. It's because everyone's rising up to create doubt in everything. I mean, holy shit, dude. From a legislative standpoint for the United States of America, is there an entity that exists that has more autonomous decision-making power for the purposes of enacting law than SCOTUS? There is none. Supreme Court of the United States of America, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that, in, that entity, that entity has been compromised. It's been compromised. In the history of recorded, uh, uh, in the history of the United States, of recorded history, there has never been an incident where a brief, for the purposes of making a decision for the Supreme Court mm-hmm. to publish, has that memo been leaked. It was done on purpose to cause chaos. But that's the point. Mm-hmm. That is the point mm-hmm. that no one trusts anybody anymore. So I disagree with you on that. Nobody trusts anybody more because if you can't even trust that the Supreme Court process to making a decision to enact legislative law should not be compromised, should not be compromised, mm-hmm. despite your disagreement with what it is. And arguably, I would argue you, whoever this was, who who leaked it, didn't have all the facts, right? Mm-hmm. For you to take it upon yourself to leak it means that you don't have enough respect for that entity to protect it for the purposes of the greater good, right? So you're going to leak it because you have your own agenda. So, yes, that's been a crazy, a crazy side. Well, not a side, but a crazy story, contemporary story. Right. News. News story. Um, you correct me if I'm wrong. You said earlier that in your opinion. Human beings innately want to uh, distrust. Is that what you said? Yes. OK. So I disagree with you with that. Really? Yes. You think humans innately trust? I think humans innately want to believe and want to trust. I think it's it's an uh, inherent part of. 100% agree, disagree with you. Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, Because I'm proof positive that that's not true. Well, I, I think that human beings innately want to believe and want to trust. That's no. that's that's just in them, right? And I think it's I think it's pr- been proving over time um, in history based on the way things used to be where, you know, people would not lock their doors back in the day. They were very trusting. They would open their door to or their home to to any you know to to a stranger. Mm. So right? you're talking about back in the day. Well, not yes. today. 
No, not today. Yeah, not today. S- but okay. I think, but I think even today, there are less people that are trusting and want to believe. But I think it's still an innate part of human beings to want to do. Okay, that. so let's make it simple mm-hmm. as a sample size, because mm-hmm. you know I'm all about statistics and probability, right? No. So from a sample size, let's do a sample size of two. I think it's clear that you are a person who wants to be able to trust. And I'm a person who clearly does not. Is that fair? No. So you don't trust? No, I don't think it's a fair sample of the population. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, let's do, okay, let's, okay, fine. For semantics purposes, we're doing a census. You do, you, you want to be able to trust. I do not trust. To use your example, you said there are people that want to trust. I, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to understand the context. Uh, no, not the context, but how much you're in. How much I should. Um, oh, assume, assume responsibility uh, for. Yeah, assume. So, uh, are you the person you're describing? Yes and no. Okay, so for the most part, you're the person you're describing. For the most part, yes. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I am almost exclusively. The opposite. Mm. I don't trust anybody until they prove to me that they're worth trusting. And even when I they prove to me they're worth trusting, mm-hmm. they just get put on a list until such time as I find that they don't need to be trusted. So again. you've always been that way. Always been. You've that always way, right? been that way. Yes. Always been yes. that way. So so for me, I'm inherently want to be trusting and 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 want to. I think believe. you were trusting when you were younger. Well, I was one. See, that's the thing. Yes, that's the thing. Yes, I was one hundred percent trusting more than you are today and why no i'm i'm, I'm telling you yeah i was 100 percent trusting back then because that's the way i was raised right okay i was taught and raised that people are good that's right right that's right and for the most part my, my entire life yeah that that was the case you know unless i read something or saw something in the news or i found out about you know the crazy uncle or cousin or whatever right but for the most part, that was my experience. That was my life experience. After doing my job, you know, the the job I just retired from from uh, for twenty years, that's been compromised. Absolutely. Okay, that's been compromised. But that's all been in the last twenty years. Right. Right. I've learned that through experience, through reality, through real experience. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's changed recently. Because of what's going, what, you know, because of how I know society is in real life. Because right? of the 20 years. Because of the 20 years. Right. Right. But that still doesn't, it still doesn't change the fact that, in you know, innately, I was raised to believe and to trust. Agreed. Okay. And I think in general, that's how humans are. There's always going to be exceptions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step further as I usually do. So I think that you're you're kind of proving my point in the sense that when we raise our kids, we put them in schools, we put them in sports, we take them to movies, we create this bubble of optimism and uh, faith in human beings because we create an environment for them that enables them to trust their parents, to trust people because we only expose them to those safe things. I did that as a parent. I, I know you did that as a parent. Mm-hmm. So you grow up with this uh, Pollyanna optimism about who is good and who is bad mm-hmm. and 
who is bad is very clear. They, you know, they twirl their mustache on the end. They wear a top hat. They're, um, they're the villain in a Marvel movie. It's very clear who's bad and who is good. And then you become an adult, as you just shared, 20 years of experience dealing with the human population. And you realize that it's much grayer than that. All bad people are also good. All good people are also bad. So you become educated on reality versus a controlled environment. So as children, we raise our kids, ideally, in a controlled environment to provide them the most optimal positive environment to build self-confidence and an optimism to go out and conquer the world. But once they go out into the world, the first thing that is they get punched in the face. And then over time, you start to realize that other human beings didn't necessarily get raised the same way. And you have to be careful about who you trust and who you don't trust. Hence why I'm saying, and you know, like you said, I've always been this way because in my life, that's the way the world was from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the safe bubble all the time. Well, almost never that I can remember. Mm -hmm. It was always reality getting punched in my young little face Mm -hmm. all the way through. So I just had to learn to deal with it. And the way I learned to deal with it was that a lot of people are not good. So that's okay. Not all people are bad. And I can say that with the utmost honesty. There are many good people in this world. Many. But you have to find them. (laughs) And then you have to keep them in your circle. And then all the pieces of shit you keep out. And you don't fucking let them in no matter what. So... I think that innately, and maybe I'll make a clarification now, adults, all adults 18 and over who have voting rights, who have decision-making impact on our society in the United States of America are not trusting because life and people and circumstance and experience has taught them that you have to be careful. So... So if that's your belief, do you do as an adult, do you do things based on the fact that you based on the theory that you don't trust or do you do do things based on that you trust? So just like a stock, Mm -hmm. all stocks are bad. The most important thing that you could possibly do Mm -hmm. when you invest in the stock market Mm -hmm. is to always enter a stock, assuming it is evil as hell. Mm hmm. It has to mathematically prove to you mm-hmm. that it has potential. Mm-hmm. And only then do you give it your time and treasure. Mm-hmm. So, hold on. Yeah. I do the same thing with people. So, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Mm-hmm. And, no, in this much detail. In this. Copy. In, in such. Um, a, yeah, yeah. A, a I got granular. Crude, in yeah. a crude way. I right? got granular, yeah. And it's. So we're going to get letters of people say, mine needs a hug. <laughs> and you know what? And, and it's it's very surprising. And at the same time, I feel so bad for you, bro. Really? I feel so sad for you. Okay, but what you're saying to me, uh-huh. I've heard from multiple people. So so I feel really, really sad for you because... Yeah, I know. Because I know. But I, but I'll that's be... your perspective in the world. But, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I don't know why. I actually genuinely don't know why. I don't know why it doesn't make me sad at all. No, I'm not saying it does, or I don't get that impression. No, no, but hear hear me out. It doesn't make me sad in the sense like I'm defeated. 
or that I have no optimism. It's quite the contrary. Quite the contrary. Mm -hmm. It gives me a great sense of confidence because remember what I said, Mm -hmm. there are some amazing people and I'm very lucky that I have, you know, I have you brother and I have amazing people in my life. Like fucking amazing. Way the fuck better than I am. And for whatever reason, they put up with me and I am surrounded by amazing human beings. But I am very fucking choosy about who's in my circle. You know that. Oh, I know that. I am super fucking choosy. It actually, my perspective, my approach for me gives me a lot of optimism. Because what I find is, is I'm putting together a team Mm -hmm. of amazing human beings that give me hope about the future of the world. This show with you Mm -hmm. gives me hope about the future with the world. So despite that I'm so... um, Distrusting? Aggressive. Mm -hmm. I would would say aggressive about who I say is is in in what I think is a good person and is not a good person. Mm -hmm. It makes me have hope because I'm not lackadaisical about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not kind of like apathetic about it. I'm very um, focused about it. I'm constantly through this show, our Casper Kin that we meet here, um, and because of this show, how I approach people, I'm kind of almost like meeting people that I do. You know, do do I feel like there's a connection? You know, and I'm adding more and more people to the circle. You know what I mean? Not because it's exclusive and like some like I'm some special person. It has nothing to no, fucking no, do no. with that. No. It has to do with me being able to trust people on this planet, mm-hmm. and I'm choosy about it. I'm very fucking choosy about it. And I think that sometimes, I'm just going to say it, people should be a little more choosy. They wouldn't get fucked over. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it. Very interesting. Very interesting. So if I, just hearing you, I, I think it, that if I, had to, if I took that approach, I would have a, uh, a, a negative outcome. Uh, like I would be a much... I get it. Uh, uh, sour person. Yep. Right. It's so yep. it's not not for everybody. It oh, definitely. It's, it's definitely not for everybody. So I've shared this with family members, mm-hmm. and they say the exact same thing you say. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, why do you? That's terrible. I don't want mm-hmm. you looking at the world. I'm like, no, no, no. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. No, you know what? It's hard to get. It. I, it, I, I don't even know if I if I fully get it. Yeah. I understand it. I'm I'm convicted. I, I, I'm convicted I, yeah. about being choosy. I understand it, but I don't know that I fully get it right now. Maybe I will later. Yeah. But um, to go back to some of the, you know some of the th- your points, you're you're um, you're on point when you say that you know how we raise our kids, right? To be, you know, the world's a, a good place. You know, it's the world is Disneyland, right? Um, you have to be trusting this and that, That's whatever. Extreme. Right? It's extreme. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to make yeah. a quick point. Yeah, yeah. But you know usually as adults they find out it's not perfect world right 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 Right. there's there's uh, a lot of bad stuff out there right so at some point i started introducing that you know that perspective that's a hard thing as a parent it is a hard thing as a parent especially for girls right it's like hey don't be so trusting well well, dad with parent with the girls i would i'm just gonna go take a step further yeah well sometimes i think you know if 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 the mom has been through some stuff you know maybe you know herself You know, maybe it's like, hey, from experience, you know, watch out for this, that and whatever. But as a father, like like you said, 
to to at some point in and for me it was like 12 13 11 12 13 when i started like like hey you got to be careful with certain scenarios mm-hmm. with certain things and mm-hmm. everybody's not if you know not good and they might look good but they're not and you know you have to be careful and dude just to tr- you know not to overwhelm them and scare them but to just plant that seed in the back of their mind and it, it's tough it's, it's a tough thing to do but it's real but it's real and it's necessary and, and you know that more than most and it's necessary and why do i do that <clears throat> at the end of the day i do that because i don't want them to be a victim so a hundred percent agree with you so to use a rough analogy you don't you don't send somebody in with a plastic butter knife to the jungle to survive because they won't right so the world you know in a somewhat metaphorical way is a jungle oh, there's yeah. a lot of wild animals concrete jungle there's a lot of uh traps there's a lot of um cliffs there's a lot of predators metaphor predators. good good word mm-hmm. there's a lot of metaphorically similar allegoriously similar instances in the real world for humans that would be in the african jungle you know or safari or why it got to be african uh, well because i this is the first thing that came into my head <laughs> well dude like half, half the people from where i came from are, are black so why we're can good it be, why can't it be amazon jungle terry back me up <laughs> <laughs> so my point is is that I think as adults, it's important for us to have our wits about us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, not not to be defeatist, not to be um, in a state of complete uh, just lack of uh, belief in the humanity. I think that's really sad. I think that's really depressing. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have... Uh, you know, you brother or all the people in in my in my world, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, I probably would be. I'd probably be really angry and I'd probably be whatever. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is there's a lot of good people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, kind of the reason why we do this freaking show or whatever is to find more good people. Right. And we encourage people who listen to our show, go find some people, some good people that. You know, and good people is a is a subjective term. I was just waiting for you to finish to, yeah. to bring that up. It's a subjective term. I mean, what's good to you and me might not be good to somebody else. Whatever. Go be, you know, find good people for you. And then surround yourself with those people. Because I think innately, human beings, as much as I say, we don't trust, we need other people. There's no way around it, bro. There, There just isn't. As much as I wish I didn't. I can't get away from it. Need other human beings. You need, we are communal animals. We are. And if we, if we set up an environment for us to thrive where we don't have that communal environment, we will not thrive. We won't. It's all about connection mm-hmm. over some drams, over conversations, some stories, uh, over an, whatever, right? Music, food, whatever it is, right? Comic books, uh, movies, Mute, whatever 
find a medium to connect with other people who you think are good people and you surround yourself with those people and you will thrive. You will. You will be motivated, like you said, mind, body, spirit, right? Mm -hmm. You will be motivated to do the things, to take care of your body, take care of your spirit, take care of your mind, and prosper. Despite all the bullshit that goes on in the world with all the bad people. I mean, I'm just going to call it out, dude. There's some bad people in the world. You know that better than I do, bro. No, you're you're 100% true. And and for those that have never experienced that, that think that the world is is a you know perfect place i'm sorry to break it to you but it's not as much as i want to believe it is it's not but it doesn't need to be perfect to be good for you and yours it doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. it can be it can be you know what that's why they fucking you know that's why back in the day they built fortresses and they built you know communities and and they protect their own you know we talk we've talked on the show about vikings you know, despite the how, you know, people have portrayed them and, and I don't know all the history per se, but, um, you know, we should actually try and get some historians in here for like fucking hi- history of like the Vikings and the Taino tribe, my, you know, indigenous tribe from my mother's and, and all these, all these different kinds. That would be really interesting to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so it was all about protecting your family and, and providing a prosperous environment and all that stuff. I mean, back, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it was still innate to human beings. Mm-hmm. And even today, you know, you go and you get in your car and you go drive and do whatever it is that you do every day and you come home. It's all <laughs> kind of the similar purpose, right? Yeah. Take care of you, you and yours and then have some, some downtime from some R&R, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely need that downtime and that R and R with with your uh, your loved ones, whoever those may be. Yeah, whoever's available. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, damn. Let me erase that thought. <laughs> you can edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna shut this shit down, aren't you? Yeah. <sighs> you know me. I, I do. I saw that you know look me. in your. I saw that look in your eye. You were like, "Look at that. I'm gonna go to sleep." Yeah. <laughs> No, hey, like usual, we end up somewhere where we didn't expect, and it's awesome. Not at all, right? Yeah, we but, always, yeah. But uh, it's awesome because, yeah. th- because when we started this, we we started it because of this because we would end up in places in conversation where we're like, how do we end up talking about this, Fuck, right? Yeah, and for, we're like, we I wish we would have recorded this. Okay, so for our listeners, <laughs> we don't usually we don't script anything. We don't, but. We do have sometimes have a little bit of a conversation of what we're thinking before we start. And I would argue, dude, most of the time it doesn't even go the way we thought it was going to go. Most of the time it doesn't. Yeah. Because when we try to make it happen, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And you just let it go where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's kind of what so happened So much tonight. fucking fun. And so much fucking fun. I, I, like, how, I like where it ended up. Yep. And uh, yeah, we hit a cul-de-sac, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, dude. Those the cul-de-sacs usually have more land, right? Yeah. Hey, the the, the sale price is better, <laughs> and you can close it off, and you can do whatever you want in the cul-de-sac. Hell yeah, dude. cul-de-sac parties, brother. Right? Oh, oh, as a kid or an adult. Hell yeah, those dude. are always yeah, fun. Yeah, I, I didn't live in a cul-de-sac. I finally <laughs> live in the projects. Almost, <laughs> cool, brother. All right, brother. All right, man. Another good one. Of course. Until next time. Salud, brother. Salud, bro.